Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Eye of the World. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is my friend, is my good friend and co-host, Steve. And Steve, we made it, man. We did it. We are good. We friends. made it. <laughs> we we made it. Chapter fifty three, the last chapter. Um, did you think we'd ever going to do it? Did you? Lots of people, you know, lots of people didn't. Lots of people said we weren't going to do it. Yeah, haters. Everybody we talked to about this right. pod- podcast said that's ridiculous. You guys are never going to make it. Maybe even I said it. You definitely said it. I don't know. I was like, look, man. I said a lot of things. I don't remember half the things I say, and that's why I've started recording the things that I say. Yeah, man. Last no, chapter mean, it's, today. Uh, it is crazy. It's 50, what, 53 episodes because we did a prologue or an intro, 54 well, episodes? Well, uh, 55. It'll be 55 episodes. 55 episodes. episodes of content, everybody. Got. That is crazy. That is a lot of content That is, that is a, uh, <laughs> that we've put out in a short period of time um yeah, it's been a lot of work but it's been awesome and i just want to say anyone who's made it up until this point like thank you so much for yeah. sticking this out with us and and listening and uh we really appreciate it yeah no kidding especially for a couple of guys that aren't trained podcast hosts um and just ha- i mean like, who is a trained podcast host really re- yeah is there a degree in that Probably no. the radio there broadcasting. Probably is not, actually, <laughs> yeah, there probably actually, is I run. I actually run a course. If you're interested, yeah, he has a master class. Everybody, I have a master class. <laughs> Seven hundred dollars per hour. <laughs> it's good. It's a good rates. It's a good class. Hey, you know up. what? Out of all the podcasting master classes that there are, yours is the best priced. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, and it, also the realist. <laughs> yeah, we talk about podcasting a little bit, but really we talk about life. We talk oh, about yeah. the streets, all right? We talk oh, about man. different ways to improve your life on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> so, come on down. Real life skills you're going to need when you be, when you decide to pursue podcasting full time. Yes. Um Yeah, I'm I'm blo- I'm I'm blown away we made it. So let's let's get into it. We've got a lot to talk about today. Uh we've got the chapter to talk about and we're going to spend some time just kind of ruminating on the whole book in general. We're going to come up with a a couple things to talk about later and later on in this episode we'll reveal the next book that we're going to cover and unfortunately everybody it's not going to be a wheel of time book. It is something brand new. No. And with that being said, we do plan on continuing the Wheel of Time books mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and the series and doing all of them, but um, not exclusively. We will maybe pepper in some other books, maybe start some other series at the same time and sort of jump between. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. But, we, but we'll, that's neither here or there. Let's get to that later. But right now, chapter 53. So we're reeling off of uh, everything that's happened in the last... Everything that's happened in the book. So... Right now, it's just the chapter is called the wheel turns. Yeah, so the group is leaving the blight, and it opens up with loyal not being so stoked about the situation uh, regarding the He's green pissed. man's regarding the green man's demise. He's worried about the blight taking the green man's uh, oak tree, his his uh, tombstone oak tree, I guess. And uh, contaminating it, tainting it, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh it's tainted. It's taint. Yeah, and uh, he he views it as uh, almost as disrespectful to the green man. It's not exactly. Right. It's not right. Not for not for tree brother. Uh, I love that man. Calling him tree brother, like it's such a. I I just love loyal and his just commitment to wilderness and other forms of life other than his own you know you don't see that yeah, in any awesome. you don't see that in any other other cast members here so to help no no protect, one else really cares actually nobody gives a They're shit kind of like ah, i don't <laughs> even know i didn't even know i don't even know the green man's real name scum <laughs> green man i don't know yeah it, it, isn't this guy supposed to just get you where you need to go but loyal gets it. The He's, green man always gets you where you need to go. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? 
Loyal understands that and he respects it so much so that he wants to protect the tree, the oak tree from becoming tainted. And what he does is he sings it. He sings it a little song uh, by Creed. Can you take me higher? Oh, Creed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Leave the green man alone. I (laughs) I thought about this a lot and Loyal seems like a Creed fan, or at least like he could be singing in Creed. You know, he could be Scott's that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think he likes fish. Oh no! You know what Tom- I say? I've been listening to I listen to some fish. <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad, man. Everyone gives him a bad rap. Yeah, that. You know what? I'm not. I haven't listened to too much fish. You know who would be into be into fish though, other than loyal, Tom, our boy Tom. I'm pretty sure Tom's in fish. <laughs> he's pretty definitely sure he's a backup guitarist for them. Yeah, he just shows up for a jam every once in a while. Yeah, no, that'd be amazing. So yeah, Loyal sings this song for the Green Man. We don't get any lyrics or anything like that, but the the song is has this power to protect the area from the blight. <laughs> Rand and everyone's like, is this fucking for real? Is this happening right now? Birds go like da 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 birds flying around him. And it's working. It works, man. It's cool as shit. Um I think the skill is called tree singing. Uh I'm just looking at a tree charm. Is it an is it an actual thing? It's an actual thing. I'm actually clicking on the wiki it's an actual, uh, perk page. It's Is a, it a yeah. skill upgrade. I think. Oh man, tree Old singing's converted got... at level uh, ninety-three. Oh man, tree singing's got like a page for it. Oh, it's not that long. Yeah, essentially, it's just a skill that <laughs> loyal sings to a tree. Loyal sings to a tree, and it helps the tree. That's the, that's the page for it. Yeah. <laughs> so. After singing to the tree, there the, the next the next part is just them just getting out of the blight. And as they're leaving the blight, Rand is starting to notice that the taint of the of the blight is starting to. I don't know if it's because it's it's There's fading less taint away all over them. Yeah, than there was before. The, is it? Well, it's. I guess the. Um, I guess it is sort of fading away, or at least maybe its powers are weakened. It's so it's re- it's like retreating a bit. It's hard to say because it's 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 written almost as if yeah, it's retreating a bit, uh, following the big battle, or they're just walking out of the blight and they're just seeing like as they're walking out, they're just seeing life come back to their surroundings. Not not necessarily that the blight is gone, but they're walking out of the blight. You know what I mean? Well, and this is another one of the things that kind of was it last episode we were saying, or was it off mic we were saying that this book could be a one contained story? Yeah, that was the last episode for sure. So this is another another part here where you know this is like showing that kind of the evil has been vanquished and things are returning to normal. Right. Um, yeah. We don't see them get all the way back to normal, but they're you know something's happening. For sure, it's. It's enough of a resolution like that we said in the last episode that if you need to jump off, you can jump off here. If you were just like, I'm not really into this book or this series and I got the I got what I wanted from this book, then that's fine. Or even if you never found the other books, you know, you never came yeah. across them. I could see that you just being like, this is. That's that's the story. This you know, is where it ends. I, you know, like thinking on that, I, I'd probably, if you just, if you only heard of Eye of the World, by the time you finish the book, you'd probably get the idea that there's another book. Like this whole chapter is them talking about what to do next, not whole chapter, but especially the end of the chapter when it's, um, uh, Moraine talking to Lord Agomar and Ingtar, um, and Egwene and Rand yeah. talking about the ne- their next steps. There's definitely like, there's another book coming, but it still wraps up this story in a nice little bow that 
like I said, like you can jump off if you if you really wanted to. We're not. We're well, in it, it was we're in it to win it originally as a trilogy, yeah. Yeah, a trilogy, and then it it, it was either a trilogy or it was planned to be like six books or something like that, much smaller series. And then Robert Jordan started writing, and he just started cranking them out. I think he was releasing yeah, a new book. He wrote twelve books. Yeah, he. And then the last book was supposed to be, the last two books were just supposed to be like two books. I think it was supposed to end on book 12. And then Brandon Sanderson started writing him. And he's like, nah, these are going to be like, this is three books, three or four books at least. And that's why the the ending is like the, is the last. The yeah. Is that yeah, the yeah. case that he wrote, like Brandon Sanderson's are, he, he wrote three books? Yeah, he wrote three, three. I think three. I think three is the, the amount he wrote. Unless he wrote the prequel book, but I don't think so. I think Robert Jordan wrote the prequel book. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. So like that was the, that was the i. That's what happened. Is he was supposed to write only like the last two or something like that, and he's he stretched yeah, the last it into three. Were completed. Say completed by Brandon Sanderson. Because they were originally just notes. So he took Robert Jordan's notes and then moved on gotcha. from there. Built off of it. Yeah. Like one exactly. part where it says like Rand becomes a bird. Rand yeah. becomes half bird. <laughs> and he's just like, uh, I guess I'll just try to figure that one out. I guess, I guess I'll turn him into a bird. You I know. Mean, people are probably aren't going to like this, but Robert Jordan wrote it down. So Brandon Sanderson is Brandon Sanderson's the only writer that I've heard that I've heard of that has taken another person's beloved property, Robert Jordan's the Eye of the uh, Wheel of Time series and complete it to the satisfaction of the original fans, the new fans. Like from everything that I've read, Brandon Sanderson completed this series uh with skill and grace. Like he 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 did it does it appear that way, yeah. So um, I'm sure there was, are other cases of that happening, but I was just yeah. gonna say, just as a little segue before we get into the rest of the chapter, is if this is the case with Game of Thrones, where George R. R. Martin doesn't finish the last two books and he passes away for <laughs> any reason, Brandon Sanderson seems like the guy to take that on, like highly well. skilled in epic fantasy and research and big ass books and also consistently releasing every couple of years. What's Brandon Sanderson doing these days? He has so many different series and uh, he runs a class. Like I've watched his uh, class on YouTube. He takes his entire lecture series and he puts it on YouTube for free, which is amazing. And he's actually like a young guy. He's only like, I think he's 44. 44, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So, and he's been doing this since like 2005 or something like that, and he's just been cranking out huge stories, like the Way of King storyline, uh the Mistborn books. Like these are big series. Now, I don't think any of them are more than th- 3 or 4 books, but I think he has one that's like 6 or 7. It looks like he has a series called Cosmere. Yeah, I heard that. The name of the series another... and universe in which Elantris, Mistborn, Warbreaker, the Stormlight Archive, White Sand, and White Sand stories. See what I mean, man? So like, I think the we dude gotta is... get into it. I th- this dude has definitely got some stuff that we can chew on for sure. But that's that's also neither here or there. We're talking about this book right now. So after. Where are we now? They're just leaving the blight. Yeah, I think Rand sees the the seven towers of light, and I, I just remember the passage that he's talking about, and it it just goes to the fact that the blight is fading away. The he can see more of the towers. The towers seem stronger, or taller, not stronger. Yeah, but it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of the same thing, but that. The, Really, that wraps up that whole sort of segment of them. Moraine is hurt, so she's in like the sad, uh, 
this like carriage thing that's hooked up to Bella and Aldeep. And on the yeah, way, it's like a little sick bed thing. On, yeah, on horse. And on the way to Faldera to talk to Lord Agomar and just like just decompress for a little bit, they keep on coming into across towns that are like they're overjoyed that they've won the battle at the gap. Like we've won. Yeah, we've they're won, coming we've past. They're, yeah, they're just coming past people who are just like shotgun and beers. <laughs> and they're just like listening to Enter Sandman. <laughs> you know, and they're just oh. like, we did it, man. You want one of these? You know, oh, yeah. Like, they let the top knots loose and they start headbanging. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All those top knots are loose. <laughs> I love it. But, yeah, yeah, tons definitely. of people who are uh, who are just stoked uh, and just celebrating. Except our boy Ingtar shows up. I love this. I love this part because I think we we talked about it during the chapter where they he drops them off at the blight. Where like is he gonna make it? Like, how far is the how far is Tarwin's gap from the blight? Like the the amount of distance that he has to cover, and it was just far enough, far enough. just far enough. I think he yeah. said he was like an hour away. Yeah, he's missed about an hour. <laughs> He showed up for the battle, and he was like, all right, guys. He had, like, two axes in his hand, you know, yeah. war paint on. Oh, yeah, ready to rock it. And uh, everyone was like, hey, Ingtar, hey, man, we won. We won, and we didn't have to do anything. The mountains just kind of, like, collapsed on them. Yeah, they and they kind of exploded. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but awesome, right? And he's like, aw. <laughs> Ingtar's real upset. Hopefully oh, we see yeah. more of him in the future. Oh, for sure, man. Like, I, he's. I hope he's got like some really sweet battle scenes, you know, because they they play him up to be, a, you know, a badass, and I just want to see him flex. Yeah, you know what I mean, flex a little or get murdered immediately. Either one <laughs> would satisfy me. So, or you know what, or Lord Agelmar. I would love to see because we didn't really see any of it, but like Lord Agelmar, that would have been cool. To see him just like kick some ass, kick some trollic ass. I want to see the two of them in a Marvel team up. That scene in Three Hundred, where is the father and son just killing a whole bunch of trollics? Oh yeah, all once. That's there you stuff. go. Yeah, Amazon. I know you guys are making a series. Listen, take this idea. We need jobs. We need jobs. We need them. <laughs> Give them to us. We can do this. Uh, I've got plans. I've got plans. And that leads us into the conversation with uh, Lord Agamar, which is um, pretty much exactly that we were just talking about where they were, they were like, we were battling. And then like the light itself came and just blew the Trollocs away. So they don't know that Rand did this. It's still. No, I mean, from their perspective, I imagine it's just like a super bright light. Everything goes almost like white, and then everything it fades, and all the trollocs are dead. And they're like, "Yeah, sweet, love it." Um, and there's a little part here where Moraine, uh, shows Agelmar the stuff that they found from the eye, uh, from the eye of the world, the banner, the horn of Elier, and uh, oh, I do you think that they took any parts of the the seal with them? I don't think so. It seems like dark energy, like bad juju. You don't want the. I don't think they left that. the seal. You think they left it behind? They're just like, well, we don't need this. Yeah, they probably have it. Yeah, you're right. No, they definitely have it. Um, but the conversation that they have is about the the horn of Valier, and how Moraine is like, we have to get this back to Ilion for this later on epic battle that could happen much, much, much later. We don't know yeah. when that's gonna happen. We don't know when it happened, but honestly, she's kind of alluding that it's going to be in book two. <laughs> but we yeah, don't know. Could, we could be. The final battle is in book two of a 14-book series. The rest is just epilogue. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, or, they're, uh, or they're, you know, they're, they're, they're just battles. Eventually, there'll be a penultimate battle, and then there'll be a final battle. Do you think there's going to be a battle in every single book? Oh, yeah. Like, I hope so. Like, I hope we don't just get a book of, uh, I don't know, 
reading, sitting around reading poetry or something. I don't know. Well, picking flowers. I, I you're you're bread. just talking about Ogier stuff. I would love. Yeah, well, I a full book of just Ogier stuff. Book. <laughs> so it sounds relaxing, man. Um. Oh yeah. Another part of this conversation is also referring to the Horn of Valier and using that horn to call on the uh, the Age of Legends, the, he- the the old heroes from before the breaking of the world, and using them in the final battle. And Moraine, like Egelmore, wants to do that. He wants to take the take the horn and use it and what, as a so weapon. The, Almost like is it like literal? It's like summons. It's like uh, you you summon in the ancient heroes. Yeah, it's it seems literal like it seems like a a tangible thing that you can do with this horn but moraine makes a point to say that like you can do that but only in ilion only in ilion for whatever reason do we know why for whatever no i don't know i mean maybe they brought it up but i can't really say i can't really say um but moraine is like you have to take the the horn to Ilion, and I think she just gives it to Lord Aglemar and his troops to do to do it with themselves. Like they, the party no longer has the horn, and now it's it's up to Aglemar and his soldiers to take it to Ilion. So, do you think that they'll get greedy at some point and try to use the horn when they're not supposed to? Do you think that the horn has that capability of being used at the wrong time? I want to say that they wouldn't, but I don't know enough about ag- Aggles to know for sure. So I think I think you are on to something. I think he's going to give that horn a little toot toot and uh, call down Gorbagong. And I think that Gorbagong is going to kill him. Yeah, he starts playing uh, Superman by Goldfinger on it. I mean, that's a good song. Why would he play that song? I don't know. That's the that's how you get the heroes. That's that's how they show up. <laughs> that's what does it. You play in the horn section to. You just play some ninety cool ska, <laughs> and that'll do the trick. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. I I don't think Agelmar would be selfish like that. I think he thinks a little. I think he's a little too strong headed to be tempted by a power like that. But I don't know about his troops, it, especially Ingtar. Ingtar is itching for a fight and. Inktar's a wild card. He's a loose cannon. He's a loose cannon. He will do anything. Especially because he he probably now is going to start, like, he probably feels really bad. He probably is, like, really upset. He's like, fucking, why'd you got to stop and get that Starbuck? Why'd you you get that Starbucks (laughs) on the way here, you know? Did you really need that grande pumpkin spice latte? I would have got here at least, like, I could have seen something. (laughs) Come on, Inktar. Ah, get it together. Yeah, and that that wraps up for that little section there. And then there's a cut seven days later, and they're still at Faldera. And yeah. we're with uh, Len and Rand, and they're doing some sword training. Yeah, Len's teaching Rand the moves. Yep. Obligatory battle training because Rand is leveling up. He's got to step up his game. I can't remember what happens during during their conversation though do you remember like they don't really talk about anything do they um yes no maybe i don't think so give me a second here because the the conversation that's the most important part of rand right now is what he talks to Egwene. yeah i mean i think they're just training yeah and then lands like i'm gonna go see more naive now bye sheep herder Something along those lines. But then Rand and Egwene start talking. And Rand is super hesitant on fulfilling his obligations as the Dragon Reborn. You know, he's he's just like, well, I'm going away. Big. And it's I don't know where I'm going. just finding out that you were the chosen one. Like, you know, you're Neo all of a sudden. Yeah. He's, want a red pill or want a blue pill? What pill are you taking, Rand? Yeah. Well, he's also, like, he says he'll never channel again, and, like, 
I highly doubt that. I think that I think we'll get three chapters into the next book before he channels again. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I, th- I think he will probably be doing it immediately in the prologue of the next book. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, Egwene has plans to go to Tarvalon with Nynaeve and train there, and she wants. <laughs> oh, and Matt's gonna come with them because they they need to. They need to figure out how to take away the binding that Matt has with that dagger, because it's not good. Mm-hmm. Like it's they're keeping that that evilness away right now, but sort of just keeping it, it, it at bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to actually do something about it. And Rand is like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna do my own thing, more or less. I'm just gonna quickly look at the chapter ending. Yeah, yeah. He more or less says that he's not going home ever again, and then it just ends. Yeah, well, and then there's this final, final, final part with Moraine in Agomar's garden, and she's using a uh, like a like a crystal, and this crystal, you know how Moraine in earlier in the book to show that she had the powers of Nyside to channel. She held a, like a rock or a stone or a crystal and was able to light it up. Yeah. This crystal that Moraine has was that same crystal for her. And how she's able to use it is to listen to distant, uh, distant conversations. And so she's listening to Rand and Egwene talk about, talk about their plans. And she, eventually just says the prophecy will be fulfilled the dragon is reborn and that's it that's it thus once again confirming that our boy rand rando is the dragon reborn that was it that's the end of the book there steve that's the end of the book folks what a well, what a ride so now i want to get into some I want to get into some bullshit. We got some time to kill. I want to. This is a this reunion episode, episode now. Yeah, this is the finale, <laughs> and this is the part of this is a reunion episode. Let's all gather around. Let's get the whole cast back. Let's hang out. Let's we drink some Rand. beer. We got let's, Matt, let's, Nynaeve, Moraine, Lan, let's, uh, Egwene. We got the Wolf Pack, Elias. Wolf Pack. We got the traveling tinkers. people. Who? Trash people. Traveling people. The Tuathon. Yep. I thought you called them trash people. The Tuathon. <laughs> look at us. We now uh, remember you know, we've that. come a long way. We can pronounce words better. <laughs> when I was listening back to past episodes, um, like our how a good chunk of those early episodes is us going, uh, r- like to to it. To oh it, yeah, to just it, trying to wrap to our it, head around names. To to nine 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 Eve Tuathan Tooth Tuawau. So much so that, like, I have a cutting room floor of just just clips. If I go through all the old episodes and just find how much I've taken out of just us trying to figure out how to say these words, it's it's easily another, like, five hours (laughs) of just content. (laughs) So this next thing I want to get into here, Steve, is who were your favorite people to hang out with? on this ride of this first book and where do you think their story is going to go in the next book? Well, top three people, top three characters. Yes, 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 yes. Many characters. Well, number one for me, I'm not going to start at number one. What am I doing? No, I'm yeah. starting at number one. <laughs> That's all I do. All right, and number one, of course, anyone who's made it this far knows number one is my boy, Tom. All right. Hey, Tom. Tom is a beautiful soul. He's a beautiful man. He regaled us with his wonderful tales of adventure, sing songs, yep, fun natured sing alongs that all he really razor razor spirits. And, you know, he will be missed. He has been missed, but he won't be missed in the future because he'll be back. 
he'll be back he'll be back and he really really filled out that uh the lineup of fish you know fish fish definitely needed a tom he helped fish (laughs) i think that's why i'm starting to like fish a bit more yeah um of of course in terms of where i think he's going i think we have outlined that previously i think he is chilling in alien and uh will be meeting up with our heroes very soon but i could be wrong but i don't know yeah we could be wrong uh should i just keep going or do you want to do yours should uh, I go one or should i go all the way through i'll go i'll do my first one no, no, you go all the way through. All right. My second favorite character is also probably obvious. It's Loyal, because Loyal's dope. Loyal reminds me of uh, Tommy Chong's character from that 70s show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's how I kind of thought of um, Tom in the beginning. I think I even said Steve Martin. I don't know why I said that. You did what say was wrong that. with me? What was wrong he with me? did say that. He's not very My Steve third... Martin-y at all. He's not. My third favorite character is Mandarb. Mandarb. <laughs> all right, Mandar- Mandarb was in the story. He was there like the whole time. He never the caused any drama. He took care of business. He got our heroes, mainly Lan, where he needs to go, where he needs to be. He didn't die. He kicked ass, and he's a horse. The most reliable steed of this of this whole book. You know what? Like we got to give all the horses their I due diligence. Don't put words in my mouth. I didn't <laughs> say he was the most reliable steed. Bella but, has uh, Bella's stamina meter just replenishes on its own. Ah, uh, that's good. Yeah, that's true. But not without the help of a, uh, a trained channeler. Ch- channeler. Maybe they're bonded. Do you ever think about that? Maybe they no. did that thing in Avatar where they put their hair and their horse tail together. <laughs> you know they cut that scene out of Avatar in the Disney Plus. What? Do you know that? I was that's watching like Avatar in Disney the best Plus. Part. And there's that scene where they, uh, where they take their little Avatar tails and they put the hair in, put and it, it twines, and it's you know. You know, it's uh, it's sex. <laughs> well, yeah, they cut they they cut it out. It, it it's there, but when that is about to happen, it cuts away, and it just goes. That to the is, next, that next is scene. what's wrong with this. I think it world goes to now. Sigourney Weaver uh, eating some eating some eggs or something. Love it. Next scene. <laughs> that movie knew what it was doing. Uh, we should give the horses like their their due. We've been saying this like since the beginning. We're gonna do it all horse episode. Should we do one yeah. more episode? It's all horse. Just talk about horses? No, it's too. We're too horse far by horse. <laughs> I, think I made that joke before, but I made it again. Well, we made that joke for a lot of different things, <laughs> and I'll never stop. Never stop. Never stop. Yeah, all the horses have been awesome. I've loved all the ho- all the animals in this book have been some of the best parts of this book. Like the wolf. They are. I would also like to give a an honorable mention to the wolf pack. Shout out, wolf pack. Shout out, uh, wolf Elias pack. and everyone else. Wind and Hopper and Ro- I think one's called Road Rash. <laughs> and there's one called Snake. All Bebop, Rocksteady. Yep. yep. <laughs> they were in there. Yeah, I love the animals in this man. Like they. They they weren't really you know characters in the sense of like they had they had a lot of plot around them but they were just yes, they were. cool. Well, I mean the wolves. Mandar went through an emotional journey. He <laughs> fell in love with Bella. All right, but halfway through they realized it would never work. It could never work. Oh man, you know what? That you should write that that you should write that fiction. I think Let's I'm be- going to write. I'm going to rewrite. The eye of the world from the perspective of the horses entirely. Yeah. There'd be a couple of chapters, is which would be like, and then we just stood there and watched them yell at each other. And we <laughs> ate, <laughs> <laughs> then we ate grains, <laughs> then we ate more grains, <laughs> then we ran from birds. 
oh, from yeah, grains. Birds. I don't like and birds. I had terrible nightmare <laughs> dreams from eating too many grains. <laughs> but we ate grains again. Yeah. That's <laughs> all we can eat. I love it. Oh, man. That's great. All right. Um, I'll go through my top three. Hit me with your gonna... Hit me with your best shot. I'm going to I'm gonna jump and do two at the same time because my first, my number one and number two are the exact same as yours. Number one is Tom. Number two is Loyal. Well, that's bullshit. All right? That's plagiarism. Hey, that's plagiarism. You're plagiarizing. No, it's not, man. Absolutely not. No, they are definitely, I'm with you because throughout this entire book, you and I have been like, way to go, Tom. Way to go, Loyal. Like, those guys are the best. And they and they complement each other in such a great way. They're practically kind of the same character in the audio book. They're not. The, they're not. The, the audio book. They're very different. The, the, Tom's a badass. Loyal can't fight at all. And Loyal yeah. sing songs. But not good songs. Remember, his songs go like. <laughs> Tom's out there rocking Black Hole Sun. You know, he is dropping. He played that piano cover of Black Hole Sun on Westworld. <laughs> People don't know that. I love it. Little known fact, Tom works for HBO now. Yeah, that's what he's doing when he's uh, when he's hiding away from the rest of the the, the he's got a busy schedule. <laughs> hey, man. When you're when you're a gleeman and you're in high demand, and if you're a half decent gleeman, you got he's the gleeman. He's right. the gleeman. He is the gleeman. I don't think we've met another. Have we met another gleeman in this book, or nope. is it just the just uh, Tom? Interesting. Just Tom. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for all the reasons that you've mentioned, that's why like Tom and Loyal are the are. Okay, so you same. stole my picks, so that's okay. So I wrote them down. Number three. No, I never. Yeah, mind. no, it's completely fine that you know you wrote them down. <laughs> and you stole them. It's fine. You stole them from number me. three. What's your number three? Is Perrin. Perrin, hmm. I I think he's got a hmm. stoicness and uh, a sense of badassery. Hmm. I think Perrin is probably of the three uh, Taverin. He is probably the most consistently reliable of the three you know i i wouldn't i wouldn't trust matt with a task because i don't know how like I, he might just go crazy well, matt's the worst like we we all know this i don't hate matt let me put this on record i don't hate matt no but he's a butthole <laughs> right so you know he's down there he's in the naive tier kind of i don't hate naive anymore but they're kind of in the same tier for me right now. You know, you know what I I looked at, I looked it up to see how naive is like uh, looked at from other people who create content for uh, Wheel of Time, and naive is up there as like one of the most popular characters, which I found surprising because we've been on anti naive. She's annoying since the very beginning. She's, she's like annoying. She's a party pooper. She uh is a party pooper and she poops yep. on parties and she's annoying and she's annoying <laughs> yeah no i i think perrin is great especially once he started becoming teen wolf he just he took on teen another wolf. level that yeah teen team teen wolf team team wolf i just think that perrin has taken on this sense of responsibility and this new world in a way that is much more mature than his Taveran counterparts. Cause Rand and Matt are both incredibly unstable, <laughs> you know, just like I wouldn't trust them to like take care of my kids or cats or something like that for a weekend. Yeah. Your cat's kids. I don't know. <laughs> Rand's not too bad. He's got magic, so I mean, even if Rand fucks up, like God or something's probably gonna help him. Like, yeah, really, like, like what happened in one of the chapters earlier. <laughs> Whereas Matt's probably just going to like start talking to his dagger and then kill your cat and your cat's kid. <laughs> oh, so. yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Like Matt could. There's room for improvement, right? There's a lot of books. Same with same goes for Nynaeve. If she's a very popular character. Maybe she, maybe she takes the limelight. 
Yeah, Going maybe forward. maybe she maybe does. She's some sort of lady dragon. Well, we know her deal. She's a wizard, I guess. But as of right now, this is a this is a rough start for those two characters. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, but sometimes those are the characters that are the best—the ones that start out like that really suck, and you hate them, and then they get developed. I mean, and they come yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, they could t- exactly like you said. They could be amazing by. You know, even the next book, like even the next book, they just kind of like turn around and they're, they're fantastic. But we'll just have to see. Do you think Matt will hold on to the dagger for the rest of the series? I do. Uh, maybe not the whole series, but I think there's more to that dagger. Yeah, I think there's going to be we're going to get to that dagger history for sure. Um, my honorable mention uh, for favorite character goes out to Basil Gill, the innkeeper. Oh, Basil. Basil Gill, man. That guy, man, talk about a good friend. Like, this is, this is like Tom's, like, Tom's entourage of people that he's just known. He should be higher up. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a good guy. He didn't ask any questions. He brought in everybody and he was like, you guys can stay here. Don't worry about it. He also had the end where we met Loyal the next essential crucial part of the party. Yeah. And he wasn't a shyster at all. No, no, he was awesome. Yeah. Basil Gill. I'm pour one out for you. He's not dead, but he's maybe, <laughs> uh, do you think know. we'll see more of him? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I, that's the thing. I don't know. Like with this book, with this series being so many books, I mean, we have this map, in the beginning of the book of the world, do we stay? Does the map expand? Is that sort of where we stay? Do we travel back through places like Camelin uh, frequently? You know, do we, are we going to be seeing, are we going to be going back to the, uh, the same bar, the same bars and inns and, and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Retracing steps, so to speak, and reencountering characters like Basil Gill or, you know, certain innkeepers or that that guy that captain on the boat what was his name oh man what was his name he was a good one too he, he there's some characters on on that boat that could get some honorable mentions too he had that little first mate who kind of sucked he kind of was like uh like smee they f- yeah they fired we'll him smee <laughs> smee <laughs> but yeah i don't know if some of these i would like to see characters i'm, I'm always down for characters uh just popping back up again. It gives you a sense of it helps like fill the world and make it feel more lived in because you know, your yeah. heroes are doing this thing and then Basil Gills just happens to be walking by again. You know? How much time do you think Robert Jordan spent on creating the <clears throat> names for these characters? Even the, the tertiary ones that like show up for a chapter and they're gone. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they have pretty uh, interesting names a lot of the time. So, but also yeah. at a certain point, you can just start going like uh, Dar Darbor Darbor. <laughs> this one's name is Darbor. <laughs> this guy's name is Henrock. Hen- Henrock. Henrik. <laughs> you know, I don't there know. There you go. Then you're just making sounds, and you're just like, okay, that's a name. Yeah, sure. Um, especially for those tertiary characters but guys like basil gill that sounds like that was thought out that captain even though i don't remember his name his name probably was thought out i hope we get more of that captain as well later on i hope like or maybe that first mate or someone like we find we find him like he's been uh smee's been you know kicked off he's been booted off a boat now mm -hmm. he's maybe a cobbler making shoes in white bridge or or i don't know I don't know. He he's Just found some, his uh, own. Give me a job. Give me a job, someone. I can write this <laughs> for a series that's already been fully written. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quality control. Come in. I'm like, I think this guy should be cobbling. There should be some more cobbling. <laughs> Shoemakers. We get a shoemaker in here or something. The public, <laughs> the publisher is like, there's this guy that we hired, and he just won't stop talking about cobbling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and bread and cheese. He's just going nuts. Um, yeah, that the captain's great. Basil Gill is great. I think that that's all I want to talk about in terms of honorable mentions. 
wolf pack and traveling people. Those aren't characters. Those are more groups, but like those are definitely up there as memorable. I think the best storyline or the most fun I had was when uh, the wolf pack started doing like when uh, Egwene and Perrin were doing their own side adventure. I thought that was like the most fun. It was. Yeah. That it was that was pretty fun because they they found the wolf pack, parent got wolf powers. They met the traveling people. Uh, they had that you know, they horrible made. chapter, not horrible in the sense of bad, but like the scary chapter with the ravens that were just like, like that killed Ooh, yeah. that squirrel or bunny or something like that, and it was just Fox. terrifying. Fox, yeah, it it was a nightmare, and that chapter is dope. I really like that chapter. But that's not my favorite chapter. You want to get into favorite chapters? Favorite, li- favorite, favorite and least favorite. That's a good way to segue into it. Uh, I'll start with this one. So my favorite chapter is Camelin Road. The chapter where the it was just before they get to the that dilapidated city where they found the where Matt found the knife and everything. I can't remember. Uh, uh, Osgiliath? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was... Uh, <laughs> Shield... No. Yeah. No, not... Shadows Waiting is the chapter that they're in, or that that happens, but Camelin Road is just before that. Camelin Road is the chapter where just before they get to this town, there's this huge battle, and we see... Um, Shadar like, Logoth, that's the place. Shadar Logoth. And this is the part where we get like backstories into not just the place, but the characters and their like ancestry. So this is when like Rand is screaming, Menethrin, when he's fighting. Uh, this is where Matt starts saying nonsense when he's fighting. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I, I don't know where that came from. Um, I think this is, I think this is one of our, that chapter was probably one of my favorite to record as well because of the, how we just like handled the, my favorite joke of our entire series is Tom playing Barracuda going into battle. Uh, I love it. Yeah. That's a great chapter. It's a, that's my, that's, that's my favorite chapter. Uh, Close second would be a close second would be the the chapter where the wolf pack is running from the crows or the ravens, and then after that, I think the other f- most fun that I've had in the book was the random Matt world tour, where they're just oh yeah, that's a good one too. Bob is from too. town to playing, town playing songs, playing tunes, eating bread and cheese, cheese, and having crazy dreams. Oh yeah, that's a good time. That's good. I like that a lot. Uh, least favorite chapter for me though, I would have to say is the Web Titans. This is the chapter where Rand was introduced to the royalty at Camelin. Aleda, mm, yep. uh, Queen Morgays. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I don't even want to spend too much time talking about it, but like e- even when we were, uh, even when we favorite. were, we don't even talk about it. It sucked. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. It just, I, I don't know, man. Like. We'll probably see these characters later on, but um, <clears throat> yeah, and that was a little bit of their disjointed of character building for them. But it just felt disjointed, and it, it felt weird to me that like this kid who has no business being in a palace, they just brought him in and just like let's we, you you can meet the entire here he is. Let's family. introduce everyone to <laughs> you know. It just seems yeah. weird to me. Well, it was because he had the heron sword, wasn't it? Uh, maybe it was the heron sword, or huh. simply that he was just talking to the girl. And he was the girl the cut was of like, his jib. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but not nevertheless. Like, yeah, that was probably the least favorite chapter in this book. How about you, Steve? Well, my favorite chapter, I have chapter twenty nine, Eyes Without Pity, which you've now mentioned several times. It's the Raven chapter. It's the oh yeah, the Ravens. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, that chapter was like felt almost like elements of horror involved uh as well as like spooky you know intense action but it was uh it was very spooky well and 
you know, it was, we got a lot in that chapter, and then it also ended with uh, the getting to the steading and the mm-hmm. reveal of the ogres and, and all that. So I love that chapter. I mean, for me, some close seconds are a lot of the end chapters are really good. I love the Green Man stuff, and the final battles were yeah. were really enjoyable too. You you know the other thing about uh, the Eyes Without Pity chapter? I think that's the chapter where Perrin says, "Like I will kill Egwene if I have to to save her the suffering," and we're both exactly. like, "Jesus, shit's real." And doesn't a wolf <laughs> a wolf dies in that in that chapter too? Uh, I, I yeah, I can't remember which one. Um, Hopper, maybe maybe Hopper. Dapple. No, no, Dapple's, Dapple's the leader. leader. Wind, burn. It's, it's wind, wind or burn. It's wind, I think. Burn has like a hissy fit and he disappears. So does he like burn... lose an ear or something? Yeah, I can't. Honestly, I can't I remember. Know. But hey, I love that chapter. Even though I don't remember all the details, it was great. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't have a least favorite chapter, but. We're going to go with Nynaeve chapters. Just blanket Nynaeve chapters. Yeah, there's that one that I'm thinking of where it was basically Nynaeve following Egwene, or not Egwene, uh, Moraine and Lan Moraine on the way to Whitebridge. Just talking about, just the whole time, she's like, this is fucking bullshit. I don't yeah. believe anything <laughs> that they're saying. This sucks. I gotta get out of here. I gotta, you know, it's just, the Which is so surprising to me that, like, Lan and Nynaeve have a relationship now. Like, and it's just like sprung onto us, especially after that chapter where she's just complaining Listen, and love knows like, no bounds. All right. I guess, I guess, I guess so. But somebody that well, complains that much land, this, uh, land, come on, land. Everybody loves land. Let's, uh, this episode is going very long. I mean, this is much longer than any of our episodes we normally do. So I want to just, thank you all again for sticking sticking in here and listening um mm-hmm. and we'll be wrapping up soon but before we go uh i want to i put together a little game for us for for you to play will okay based on the rest of the books in this series all right do you know the names of the rest of the books i do not i know something it's it's called the hunt of the horn or the great hunt is the second book and i know memory of light is the last book and that is about it i don't know the rest of the names okay those names may or may not be correct actually you might have gotten enough well you may be off a little bit but you, okay cool you don't know much so you don't know much <laughs> am i right you don't know much. that's what we figured out in this podcast um <laughs> It's right. the name of the game right now. You don't know much. That's the name of the game, I guess. You don't know much about book titles. I got ten <laughs> titles here, right? Okay. Only two of them are real. So that's <laughs> tough. And if you get three or more wrong, you're off the podcast. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So here we go. Is We're it just going to be you? Time. Are and, you going to uh, like replace me? What's that? Is it just going to be you, or are you going to replace me if I get kicked off? I'll replace you. Do I still have to edit? With with me. Yes. <laughs> I'll replace you with a new personality that I'll be doing. I'll be performing. <laughs> and yes, you still have to edit. You have obligations, contractual obligations you can't get out of. God damn. All right. And well, don't man. be fooled, because I'm good at these names. All right. All right. All right. All right. The first possible book name that we have is called Lightkeeper. Is it a real or fake name? That is a fake name. That is a fake name. So yeah, far so good. It, uh, if there's anything that I would know is that the these Wheel of Time books is always like, like it's a couple of words. The Eye of the World. A Memory of Light. Uh, All right. You know, Sammy Salsa Jr. I don't know. It's a couple of words. So our, our second possible title. A Song of Spring. That's fake. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Nope. That's fake. No, nope, oh. that's right. It is fake. Oh, God. I saved you Thank there. God. And it's, it is possibly, now that I'm thinking of it, it might actually be one of the Game of Thrones books that's not there yet. I think I was just going to say, because <laughs> that, that's Dream of what I thought. A dream of spring. See, I am good at this. I mix it up. Yeah. <laughs> I keep you on your toes. 
All right. The next one. The next possible title. Is. The Taint Rises. (laughs) Real or Uh, fake? (laughs) Real. Definitely real. No, it's fake. (laughs) It is fake. (laughs) All right. Oh, man. I wonder if there's anybody out there that's uncomfortable with uh, the the taint. Sorry, but it's going to be covering this whole series. <laughs> hey, I, Basilmon is responsible for it. <laughs> yeah, it's not our fault. Basilmon's put his taint all over everyone. Everyone. The next title is The Great Horn. Real or fake? That one's real. That one, well, is fake. Oh, no. You said the title yourself earlier. You said the title was a great hunt. That is the title. I misled you because I'm a trickster. <laughs> so you got one wrong. Okay. Right. Well, that's not bad. That's not bad. How many left? Six. There are There are five left, and two of them okay. are real. Okay. Okay. The next one is Path of Daggers. That one's fake. That one is real. Oh, no! Path of Daggers <laughs> is real. I think it's a fifth book or something. I don't know. Oh, man. That's uh, disappointing. Path of Daggers. That definitely sounds like something you would make up. You're just like thinking of daggers or... That's a map book. How much you want to bet that's a map book? Yeah, that's just all about Matt and his dagger. <laughs> All right, so really, if you get one more wrong, you're off the show. Oh, man. And there's well, four we'll left, still... and only one of them is real. All right? So the okay. next possible okay. title is Dreams of Cheese. <laughs> real or fake? Oh, uh, fake. Fake. It is fake. The next one is Lord of Bread. Fake. Although, wish I w- that was real. It is <laughs> fake. I wish it was real too. Yeah. The next one is Crossroads of Twilight. Oh. Oh, man. If this is fake, then the last one would be real. And would I do that? Because then that would just, you know, that's not fun. Crossroads of Twilight sounds, that sounds like, that sounds like a book. It is real. It is real? It is real, Will. It is? It is a book. Oh, I made it. Oh, yeah. You're safe. Oh. For another season. But there's one more left. <laughs> the last possible title is Turnip Time. <laughs> In which it's the last book of the series. And all our heroes just return back to Emmons Field and start farming turnips. And start turning it up, man. They turn oh, I love it. it. Up. That was a fun little game. I love it. I like that game. Let's uh, let's try to keep this going. We'll have to think of different ways of uh, of doing it because like not every series has that many books. But mm-hmm. yeah, mix it up. Mix it up. Well, uh, think, uh, long... That actually might be a good segue into uh, maybe into what we'll be doing for our next book. Yes. So I know all of you listening out there, you're probably hoping that we're going into the next Wheel of Time book. Uh, I agree, but for the sake of, like we said it, mentioning, uh, like we mentioned earlier, well, this is not of just, just a wheel of time up. podcast. No, it's not. No, we're not just a wheel of time podcast. We're we're a book podcast, and specifically sci-fi and fantasy. So we have decided to take a little bit of a left turn and go into a, the sci-fi route, 
and delve into something that I think is as big, uh, if not more complicated, Dune. 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 That's right. Yeah. So that is also going to be and I've a never read huge Dune. book. I have. So that's another reason why I wanted to cover it. There's a couple of reasons why I wanted to cover it. Mostly it's because uh, the movie's coming out and I'm in a Dune fever pitch right now. And I just, I, I want to get some Dune content out there. Cause I know some people are going to be like me and we're just going to be down, just devouring Dune content. Oh yeah. Left, right, and center. Up. Just gobbling it up. And I want, I, I, and I want to feed you. I want to feed you to the Dune content. And I don't think anybody's lunch and dinner, everyone. And I don't think there's been a podcast out there that is like ours. That's going to do this with Dune. There's there's probably other chapters like book chap or book podcasts that go through books chapter by chapter, but I don't think any of them has have delved have into same, something as complicated. Uh, maybe spice melange that we have. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got all of the spice. So I'm super excited to get into that book. Um, like I said earlier, I've read it before, so I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna be helping Steve because it's a dense book, man. Like it is. I'm ready. It is. A, I'm excited. It's heady. I love it to death and I'm excited to do it, but we're going to give ourselves a little bit of time to get there, to, to drop the veil of the show. We do, we, we do our uh, recordings in sessions, so we can't, Don't fucking tell based on we our schedule. No, no, we do them every day, <laughs> but we are going to, we're just taking it off. You know, it's the off season now for a little bit, a little bit. So you probably won't hear, the next season until maybe late October, early November. Yeah. A month or two. It won't but be between, too long. Won't be too long. Definitely not like a network TV season break, but in between that time, Steve and I are planning to release a couple of one shots here and there. Uh, probably another couple like hour long podcasts. So it's a little more uh, content to delve into, but it's going to be far looser for the next couple of weeks in terms of release schedule uh this is going to be a time where i'm going to be building youtube and everything so if you guys start looking us up on youtube you might see some stuff you might not i don't know i have a full-time job so things are up in the air all the time it's kind of it's fun it's like a fun game Mm -hmm. you never know if if you know if we'll get anything done and neither do we so you know (laughs) it's fine neither do we we don't know we'll see how it goes but that's it for season one there guys as we mentioned already thank you all so much for listening we've been keeping up with uh the stats and uh paying attention to who's been listening where the most downloads are coming from and it seems pretty international we're seeing lots of downloads from uh eastern europe and uh north america we're multinational um, we're like the u.n multinational like oh yes yeah. yeah no we're taking no <laughs> we're definitely taking that <laughs> uh but you know it cannot okay. be i cannot state it enough even though i already have a few times today i want to just thank you all so much for sticking this out with us and uh and i hope you enjoy it and i hope you stick around for more i mean we are completely we're completely DIY in doing this. So, I mean, we who, who are we? You know, we're just a couple guys. And we're just a couple guys. You're just a couple of listeners. And we love you for that. Mm-hmm. I love you. Hey, man, the fact that there's people out there de- pressing the download button, that means the world to us. It means everything. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing. And again, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we've been saying it at the end of every show, but if you want to get in touch with us uh, in any way, in any capacity, Email us, Twitter. What's the email? Will hit him with that email. Chapter by chapter podcast at gmail.com. That's it. Have you been getting anything done with the Twitter? What's your what's the Twitter sitch like? Here's the thing with the Twitter. No, <laughs> I haven't. But in the off season, I'm gonna take care of it. I'll be tweeting. Okay, okay. I'll be tweeting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I put my faith into you, man. Um, and that wraps it up for this season, guys. Email us, 
please give it those five stars. Tell us, tell your friends about us. I want to see, I want, I want to see more people from around the world t- hanging out, talking about their favorite books. Yeah, I want someone from Madagascar. Hell yeah! You got, Hell I, yeah! You got a Spotify down there, over there? I don't know. Oh yeah. Thank you all so much. We'll be back next season for Doom.